Welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Debbie Desmond. So what I felt that the Lord wanted to speak to us today was um, really not something new per se, but something that we constantly need to have refreshed in our lives. And that's that basically to truly live the Christian life that God intended for us, we have to have absolute dependence, uh, just our need for absolute dependence on the Holy Spirit. So often we just, you know, it's so easy to just live our lives in in the ordinary way. You know, just to go on our own own ability. Um, But, you know, the Lord's just been again speaking to me the last um, while again, just to say, like, to make sure that we are living full of the Holy Spirit and living from His life source and not our own. You know, the Bible said says that we died in Christ. The old man, our old way of life, it, it died when we came to to um, Jesus and we gave our lives to Him. Basically, we came into union with him and then we identified with him in his death, in his burial, but also in his resurrection and his ascension into heaven. We get to live in the atmosphere, in the the heavenly realms by faith. All of this happens by faith. And so, the old man died. And often... We, um, we find that we're carrying that old man around with us in our daily lives, yeah. living by him, you know. And we, we often need to just say, no, he's dead. And the Bible says that we became born again by the Spirit of God. That means if we became born again by the Spirit, the, there's a scripture in Galatians 2 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. So when you become a Christian, what happens basically is, <clears throat> is that you change your life source. Yep. We no longer live the ordinary way, the natural way, our natural power. We actually, because we're in, we, we, we give our lives to, God, to, to Christ, we become in union with Christ. And now, the Bible says, we have this new life. When we were resurrected into this new creation that the Bible speaks about, there's this new life. We don't, we don't try and live this new creation with this old life source that's limited that's not going to get us any further than the natural ordinary. We've been given this amazing supernatural life source to live this, this amazing new creation life. And it's something that we just forget about because we just get into the drab of our ordinary day and we think, well, this is only what's possible. But actually, if we look in the Bible, it's full of promises of this most amazing life that Jesus gave his life for so you could have, that I could have the amazing full life the Bible says that Jesus came so that you would have life and life to the full so if, if you're not living life to the full then you haven't completely um, 
um, appropriated in your life or you aren't seeing in your life what actually God has for you. It's just here for the taking. It's not like, um, you know, the Bible says that, that the Holy Spirit is a gift. It's not something... It's not something that we work for. It's not this life, this beautiful, amazing, full life is not something that you're working for. Often that's what we think. Like, yeah. you know, we're working as a Christian to, to attain this amazing life. Well, stop. Because if you're trying to attain this amazing life in your own strength, I want to tell you now, it has already been tried for generations. That's why Jesus had to come. Because it was established that we would never be able to get it on our own. So he decided, well, the only way that we are going to be able to have it is by a gift. Firstly, the gift of Jesus. But then, by the gift of the Holy Spirit, His life in us. That we can live this amazing life that He has promised in the Word of God. But it means that we have to change our life source. And what it, you know how we achieve that? It's by faith. It's by what you believe. And believing is a choice. When the Israelites um, were on the brink of going into the promised land, they had a choice whether they were going to believe God or not. It's simply a choice whether you believe God, that you can have that life. But it's by, not by your own effort, but by the, the grace and the gift of God's life in you. When Jesus gave his disciples before he died, he gave his disciples authority. He said, I give you authority um, and said, you know, go out into all the earth, baptize the nation. Um, gee, I've, gone, I've gone blank on the scripture. Uh, all authority has, has been given to me and given and therefore go, uh, go and make disciples of all nations and learn I'm with you until the very end. Thank you. My audio Bible. Thank you. Nigel paraphrased. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> so, um, so he gives them the authority, and you see before, and I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, and to overcome all the um, the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by many means harm you. So he gives them all this authority, but then he says, "But I want you to wait." So he's given them authority. There's a difference between authority and he says, wait so that you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's in Acts 1, 4 to 8. It says, on one occasion while he was eating with him, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John the um, baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So, you know, Jesus said, like, you need to wait for this. Like, you know, don't go out and try and do this, this life on your own. You know, before they had Jesus, you know, but now there was the actual bigger plan that now his life would be multiplied through all of us and we needed to wait for the Holy Spirit. I, I love um, how the message puts... I, I love Romans 8. I could spend ages in Romans 8. I love how the message puts this. Um, so I'm going to read uh, Romans 8, 12 to 16. So don't you see 
that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent. There's nothing in it for us. Nothing at all. The best thing to do is to give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's Spirit beckons. God's Spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you receive from God is not timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with childlike, What's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirit and confirms who we really are. We know who He is and we know who we are, Father and children. So, let's do away with that ordinary do-it-yourself life, okay? Because it's not going to get us anywhere. And we want to inherit the fullness of His promise of what we can have in Christ, right? And look at Jesus. Jesus Himself, the Bible says, was filled with the Spirit. When He was baptized, it said, and by John, it says, the Holy Spirit came upon Him, and then it says, and rested and remained on Him. And the interesting thing is, is that Jesus said himself, while he was here on earth, he said, I can do nothing apart from God, from the Father. I can do nothing. Um, in John 5, he says, by myself, I can do nothing. And I think, you know, if we look at our life, sometimes we're like, we do a whole lot. No. <laughs> With, <laughs> without God, <laughs> you know. A whole lot. Even a whole lot of our Christian life, we do without God. But God, Jesus himself, God, you know, when he was walked the, the, the natural life here on earth, in, in, in flesh, shall we put it that way, he said, I can do nothing. And that means we, we actually have to, that's sort of the first thing we have to come to grips with before we actually will grab onto the life that he's given us. I actually can't do anything. Like, I refuse to do anything without your spirit, without your life. Um, And to be in that place of, I'm going to wait on the Holy Spirit. I'm going to wait for the Holy Spirit. And and that's difficult sometimes. um, Because ultimately, we we actually just want to go out in our own strength. Um, And that sometimes means that you know, because sometimes we just naturally just do what we think. But sometimes we need to actually say, hang on, let's go back. What are you doing, God, in this yeah. situation? Because that's what you, you're not just going ahead with your own, your own normal, natural wisdom. And life. No, you actually sit back and say, okay, Lord, even in your day, before you start your day, say, Lord, I'm waiting on you. You're my life source. You're my wisdom. I can do nothing in this day that's significant or that's going to be meaningful, that's going to bring life in my body, unless it's with you. Um, the Apostle Paul says that there are two ways to live your life. Um, either by limited natural power or by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we actually can't live the life, like I said, that God has called us to, except by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so what I'm exhorting us all to do is to not settle for anything less. You know, um, um, I, we've seen the most amazing miracles. Literally, we have seen 
just even just in our ministry, just people healed from cancer, AIDS, blind eyes, deaf ears. I mean, we have seen amazing, amazing things right in front of us. Like I've seen, we've seen it, and we've not not it's not heard, but seen it. And um, you know, we've had over a while, um, over the last couple of years, as we're going into this new season, people prophesy that you ain't seen nothing yet. Come on. And I've heard more and more prophetic words that saying like. It's, we are going to see the most incredible miracles, the most incredible... And you know, we, I, I'm, we're not going to be able to do that on our own. We, we need to be asking God to fill us afresh, full of the Holy Spirit. Not only that, but if we have the Holy Spirit, the Bible talks about the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is healings, miracles, etc. That, But also, it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. For me, I think for my own personal life, Obviously, I also would like the gifts of the uh, um, gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate in my life when maybe I'm not well or whatever, whatever. I mean, and to, and actually to operate to see God's power move. But for me personally, I think the fruit of the Spirit to have peace, to have love, heavenly peace and love. When when the wor- when when your circumstances, you can have that. That, that's what the Holy Spirit when we follow the Holy Spirit like for me you know the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is within you why is the kingdom of heaven within you because God is within you God is heaven that's why when people don't receive the Lord when they reject God and they go to hell the reason is is because they've rejected heaven you see, if you don't want God, what you get is hell. Because what is hell? Hell is the absence of love, the absence of peace, the absence of kindness. That's what hell is. So if you reject God, that's what you get. It's not like, you know, you're suddenly punished into this terror. No, you've rejected heaven. So that's what you have accepted. And so the amazing thing is the. The, the more you're filled with His Spirit, the more you have access to live in this heavenly realm. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. If you have, if somebody is oppressed by a spirit of fear, what's the fruit of it? Fear. If you have the Holy Spirit, the fruit in your life is love, joy. Who doesn't want that? That is heaven, people. We can have heaven on earth. Come on. We have access to it. This is what God has promised us. And it's a case of saying, Lord, we can't get it by ourselves. It's by His Holy Spirit. Okay? I love... Um, and just to say again, because I think this is so important, it's a gift. Come on, yes. The Holy Spirit is a gift. It's not something we attain. It's not because you prayed a whole lot. It's by faith that you just receive it. Romans 8 again speaks about um, whether you live according to the flesh, the natural way, or whether you live according to the Spirit. And I I love that because I I sort of believe um, if you live by the Spirit, you live a life believing and having faith in His promise. You live a life that does not flow from your own effort, 
but rather one that comes from the Spirit as you put your faith in Him. Uh, Abraham's the most amazing example of this for me because he looked at his body, Sarah's body, and it says, and he considered the facts that his body was as good as dead. He considered them. He was very much aware of what he could and couldn't do. Right? And said, and yet, yet he believed God and he received the promise. That's how we're meant to live our lives. We say, like, you know what? This is, we, we haven't got the power to, to see God's promises fulfilled in our lives. But we step into them by faith. We say, yes. Like anyone said, I'm the father of nations. And, you know, this is interesting because it's by faith that we receive the Spirit and we receive His promises. Um, you know, one of His promises is righteousness. And if you, if you believe that, that by His Spirit you are, righteousness, you are righteous, you will live in that identity and because of your faith, the Holy Spirit produces the righteousness. But if you think that it's righteousness is something to be attained, you're not living by faith. And then the Spirit inside of you cannot produce that life. Right? So that's why in the promises we, we actually believe, we have faith that that's what God says, that's what we have in the Holy Spirit makes it come alive. Um, so I want to end with another scripture from the message because it just says it so well. Romans 4 says, We call Abraham father not because he got God's attention by living like a saint, but because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Isn't that what we've always read in Scripture? God saying to Abraham, I set you up as a father of many peoples. Abraham was first named father and then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do. Raise the dead to life with a word made something with a word make something out of nothing when everything was hopeless abraham believed anyway deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do but on what god said he would do and so he was made father of a multitude of people god himself said to him you're going to have a big family abraham abraham didn't focus on his own impotence and say it's hopeless this hundred year old body could never father a child nor, nor did he um, survey Sarah's decades old um, infertility and give up he didn't tiptoe around God's promise asking cautiously skeptical questions he plunged into the promise and came up strong ready for God sure that God would make good on what he had promised that's why it is said, Abram was declared fit before God by trusting God to set him right. So what are you trusting God for? What are you believing God for? What is in your life that you look at and you think, this isn't the, God, the life that God's promised me. Then you realize, well, there's nothing I can do about it, but God has made this promise. I'm going to believe him and his spirit to outwork that in my life. Um, I was reading um, and, and it was just another thing of, this, of God speaking this again when um, in um, Acts 6 it says um, the, all the 
um, disciples were, the apostles were together and they were, had so much ministry to do, they didn't have time to do all, their responsibilities were, were um, piling up and they needed help. And so it says, brothers, choose, and they said, brothers, choose seven men from among you. And this was to feed the widows and do all of that stuff. It said, choose seven man, uh, men among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and um, wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them. Now, this was a responsibility to just, you know, what, what would seem to us be, you know, like, why do you need to be full of the Holy Spirit to give food to widows, to give them their allotment? I just thought about that and thought, hmm, you know, they must have had a very different perspective in those days. That is, okay, guys, we've got, a, you know, something to do. We need to, people full of the Holy Spirit. You know who one of those people were? Stephen, who, like, did the most incredible miracles. And, you know, when I saw like, oh, my goodness, um, I think if, if they chose, like, how much more do we need to be full of the Holy Spirit? And I, and I thought about this term, full of the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, they could have chosen people who were not so full of the Holy Spirit. But they specifically said, full of the Holy Spirit. So we can obviously be, we, we obviously have tanks, you know, our spirits is like a tank for the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit lives in us. So we like, our spirit is a tank. And you can live on empty. You can live on, you know, there's a few people, how you drive your car, you know. Some people say, I drive my car on the smell of an oil rag. <laughs> do, you, do you drive your life on the smell of the Holy Spirit, you know? <laughs> or do you drive on a full tank, you know? Are you full of the Holy Spirit? Overflowing. Overflowing. Come on now, that is good. You know, the Bible says, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Like when you just have it constantly on tap, that's it. Okay? This is how we live our lives. We live our lives on tap with the Holy Spirit. Overflowing. So, let's just take a moment, close your eyes, and just think about just the concept of being full of the Holy Spirit. And where you need to, just, just start repenting of your dependence, on your dependence on yourself. You know, we're talking about that you can live by the natural way or you can live by the Spirit. Just say, Lord God, forgive me for depending on myself. I again just come and say, I need you. My life source is you. Fill me to overflowing, full of the Holy Spirit. Full. Because Father God, we want to live the fullness of the life that you have for us. We don't want anything less. We don't want to settle for anything less. We want, we don't want to live an ordinary life. We want to live the extraordinary life that is full of God, full of heaven, 
So come, fill us again, that we are full of God. May we never be even half full. Let us be full, running over. We surrender ourselves to you. We let of our spirit, we lean in and depend on you and you alone. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, you know, um, quite some time ago, I actually went through literally my whole Bible. I sometimes do these things. I went through my whole Bible, every scripture on the Spirit and what the Spirit does. And I, I wrote a whole, like literally it's three pages. And then I put it into declarations. I'm literally going to read to you the first little bit. It says, um, the Holy Spirit leads me. The Holy Spirit speaks through me. I drive out demons by the Spirit of God. I'm filled with the Spirit of God. I'm full of joy through the Spirit of God. I overflow with hope by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit teaches me. And so forth and so forth. Like, in the Bible, it's like nothing happens without the Holy Spirit. And, you know, sometimes we forget this. Our dependence on the, on the... If we want those things, it comes by the Holy Spirit. Let's ask the question. It's like... What is God speaking to me specifically about this? Like, where, what am I going to change? What mindset am I going to change? Maybe even saying something, well, this is how, you know, I was approaching something in my life. This is how I'm going to, I'm now going to look at it. You know what I'm saying? We hope you have enjoyed this message from Debbie Desmond. For more information, please visit nigeldebbie.org.